Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 27th of September. I'm Cara Bentley. And I'm Steve Forbes. Unpopularity over the recruitment drive for the Russian army leads to an admission of mistakes by the Kremlin. I got the draft notice yesterday. A man came and gave it to me. Mum wasn't happy, but what could we do? We have to defend our country. And a state funeral is held for the assassinated former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. It's meaningless to oppose a state funeral for the Prime Minister who had governed the country for many years. There's no reason to go against it. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Two shootings have taken place in just one day in Russia. The first in a school on Monday. Today in Udmurtia, there has been a tragedy in Egypt at School 88. A person yet to be identified entered the school, killed a guard. That is already confirmed. There are casualties among the children, wounded as well. We now know that at least 11 children died and four adults, two security guards and two teachers. The gunman, who has now been named as Artem Kazantsev, was a former student and took his own life following the attack. The Russian Investigative Committee has said he was wearing Nazi symbols and a balaclava. Then, on Monday again, a man opened fire at a conscription centre, critically wounding a recruitment officer. President Putin's call for Russians to join the fighting in Ukraine has been met with a mixture of apparent willingness, outright protest and desperate fleeing out of the country. I got the draft notice yesterday. A man came and gave it to me. Mum wasn't happy, but what could we do? We have to defend our country. Samantha Barkhead, editor of the Moscow Times, says many people are leaving the country as they fear soon they will have no choice in the matter. There have been rumours and reports that the Kremlin could close the borders for military-aged men as soon as this week. Um, The Kremlin has denied this, but we've seen them deny many other things in the past that have come to truth. So that's one option. Another option is just by continuing to round people up in their homes and handing them their draft papers. On Tuesday, Russia admitted to mistakes being made in the aim to recruit 300,000 more Russians for the conflict following the shooting. President Vladimir Putin's spokesperson said there are cases when the decree is violated, adding all the errors will be corrected. The state funeral of the assassinated former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has taken place in Tokyo. 
The 67-year-old, who had previously been the longest-serving Prime Minister of Japan, was gunned down at an election rally in the city of Nara in July. The event brought in leaders from all over the world, including the Australian Prime Minister and the US Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm here to lead the delegation to show our respect for Prime Minister Abe. Uh, His leadership, as you have said, was uh, an enduring friendship with the United States. His leadership strengthened the relationship between Japan and the United States. And so on behalf of President Biden, I send you our well wishes and condolences. More than 4,000 people turned up to pay their respects. However, thousands more took to the streets outside the Nippon Budokan Arena in central Tokyo in protest over the funeral, which reportedly cost more than $10 million. State funerals in Japan have historically been reserved for the emperor. Some local residents expressed mixed views about holding the funeral. That's why I came to see this place today. I want to pay tribute to Shinzo Abe, who served as prime minister for many years in Japan. I myself am very grateful for Prime Minister Abe's politics. I don't think this should be held. The public may take it as a funeral but it has a completely different meaning to a funeral for ordinary people. So I have doubts about using tax money for this. It's meaningless to oppose a state funeral for the Prime Minister who had governed the country for many years. There's no reason to go against it. Some 20,000 police officers were reportedly deployed after police admitted flaws in their protection provided to Abe when he was killed in July. Hours before the funeral, many had queued to lay bouquets of flowers down in nearby Kudenzaka Park. At the funeral itself, Mr Abe's widow, Aki, entered the hall carrying the urn, holding her late husband's ashes. The event saw speeches by Mrs Abe and government representatives, including current Japan Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. On the way, the voice of Darth Vader is to move from actor to artificial intelligence and why a Bosnian skydiver keeps jumping at 88 years old. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Awaiting visual confirmation. All right. Let's see. We got it? Waiting. Waiting. And we have This was the moment a spacecraft heading directly for an asteroid 7 million miles away successfully knocked it off course, giving NASA more confidence that if another asteroid were heading towards Earth, it could change its trajectory too. The team at the control room in Maryland watched as the camera on their spacecraft showed the asteroid, Dimorphos, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it filled the screen and then lost signal, confirming that it had been hit. Jackie Goddard, US correspondent for The Times of London, says the project will help experts in several ways. But the more important is studying whether the DART mission has now succeeded in kind of wobbling this asteroid off its usual orbital path and changing it very, very slightly as a way of proving that in the future, should there be an asteroid uh, heading to Earth that could be a potential city killer or, or civilization ending event, 
that there is the technology to try for that not to happen. The spacecraft that collided with the asteroid was no bigger than a vending machine, and the asteroid was about the size of a football stadium, but it was travelling at nearly 15,000 miles an hour on impact. The team will now observe the asteroid's new path, but NASA officials say Monday's test was a success. It was the first major test of what could become a planetary defence system. At least two people are missing and three others have been injured after massive sinkholes appeared in a street in Guatemala. The three injured were rescued by emergency services hours after their vehicle fell into the 15-metre-wide sinkhole in the municipality of Villa Nueva, 20 kilometres south of Guatemala City. Rescue teams and members of the army have now entered the sinkhole to try and find the pair known to have gone missing. Juan Aquino is Guatemala's road safety and security spokesperson. We know three people were injured, two were crew members of a vehicle and a motorcyclist. In total, there are three injured. The search for more people is ongoing today. Sinkholes are a deadly common occurrence in Guatemala City and come without warning. In 2007, the country's largest sinkhole swallowed homes and a truck and killed three people as the ground suddenly gave way. And in 2010, a three-storey building dramatically disappeared into another sinkhole. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on a much-anticipated heavyweight clash in the world of boxing, here's Kane Reeves. The world of heavyweight boxing is still waiting for confirmation that Anthony Joshua will fight Tyson Fury. But it appears Joshua has missed a deadline set by the WBC champion, with Fury stating on social media that the fight is off. Fury had wanted the contract signed on Monday, but his promoter Frank Warren is still confident. Um, Tyson's you know, told me what he wants. He said they've had the contract for 10 days and he's uh, lost patience with it. So I'm trying to make it, or we're trying to make it work. I think, And uh, we had, some, we had a couple of good, there was a good meeting today. Um, so... We'll see what happens. Fury said he would still fight on the 3rd of December if the Joshua fight falls through. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. After 45 years of voicing one of cinema's greatest villains, the actor James Earl Jones is no longer providing the gravelly tones of Darth Vader for the Star Wars universe. Instead, a Ukrainian voice cloning company will reproduce his bass baritone for the character's appearances, according to Lucasfilm, the production company behind the franchise. Jones has given permission for his voice to be digitally replicated. Star Wars sound supervising editor Matthew Wood told Vanity Fair that the 91-year-old actor was looking into winding down this particular character. Jones, who's also famous for voicing Mufasa in Disney's The Lion King, first voiced Darth Vader in Star Wars back in 1977, completing the original trilogy, as well as more recent films, Rogue One and The Rise of Skywalker. And finally, most people in their late 80s would tend to keep fit and active by taking walks or playing golf. But a man from Bosnia thinks that jumping out of planes is the best thing for him to stay young. At the age of 88, Ibrahim Kalasic is officially Europe's oldest skydiver and he plans on carrying on for another decade in order to set a Guinness World Record. Many a surprise. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's at my age, 88, I jump. It's a sensation. Wherever I go, they gladly welcome me. As a young man, Kalesic underwent training at a flying centre in Serbia before becoming a jumping instructor. In 1963, he set a Yugoslav record by leaping out of a plane at an altitude of more than 18,000 feet. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 27th of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.